Welcome to Sick Palette Podcast. This is the third iteration of this podcast. I'm Deepa Sridhar, your host, amateur wine drinker, professional chef. Um, sometimes this is going to be a wine review podcast. Sometimes it's going to be an interview. Uh, sometimes it'll be both, but it's going to be a weekly podcast nonetheless on the Substack feed. Uh, this week, I really want to talk about Surprise, surprise, natural wine, specifically a bottle I am really, really into. Uh, it's Scotty Boy's El Sandwich, spelled with like a million E's. Um, but I will be saying El Sandwich because I, I cannot convincingly say El Sandwich. I, I practiced last night and it just, the more I said it, the more. The more it was like, okay, you know, you just have to understand like what kind of swag you have. Like, what can you say? What can't you say? I, I can't pull off L sandwich. By the way, it's only two E's. It just, it just feels like it. I don't know if it's the font that they use, but it just feels like there's a lot more E's than two. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. So. Before I get into this bottle that seriously I cannot stop buying, cannot stop drinking, um, I want to talk about uh, natural wine. I am never going to be the person that you're going to be like, oh, if I need to find all the information on natural wine, if I need to find all the information on how to taste wine, there are wine podcasts that are going to cover that for you. I hope you're coming to this podcast um, because you understand that this is always coming from, first and foremost, a cook's perspective, a cook's way of looking at wine, fine dining, etc., whatever the fuck we decide to talk about. Um, so I'm going to talk about natural wine uh, from where I understand it to be and why I gravitate to it. Um, first off, you know, it is, it is definitely a very old and ancient, I think it might be the oldest way to ferment grapes. Um, but essentially this is, this is a movement where they're going back to how people first started making some booze. Um, so it is a lot about wild fermentation, essentially kind of collecting the grapes and letting them carbonate, letting them ferment uh, with little to no intervention. And essentially um, using those sugars that grapes normally have um, and letting them ferment on their own. And I think that also leads to something called spontaneous fermentation. We have that in cooking as well. Um, and I think that's really the heart of it, why I love natural wine so much. To me, it feels like cooking, you know, especially the kind of cooking that I think I gravitate towards. A lot of South Indian cooking has to deal with fermentation and fermentation of letting the heat of the Indian sun hit um, either the natural sugars or bacteria on certain grains um, and just letting it do its thing. And that way you get fluffy dosas and idlis and, you know, we're really about grinding rice, putting it in the sun and seeing what happens. It's typically something fizzy. And so 
to me, this is, this is very intuitive cooking, especially when we're talking about non-Western cuisine. I think we're talking about a lot of intuitive cooking. Um, and sometimes when people are talking about um, making something that maybe doesn't have like exact measurements or, you know, you can, you can explain it through numbers and, you know, add two cups of this or whatever. It, it sometimes comes off as maybe it's not as skilled. And I would argue the opposite, you know, because it is about, uh, intuition, experience and understanding a product through and through. It takes a lot of skill. Now, I'm saying that because of the natural wines I have drank, um, some will leave me fucking floored. And some, I never want to drink wine again. Some of it is fucking disgusting. I'm not going to name some bottles. <laughs> but <laughs> not everybody's the same. And that's, and that to me also feels a lot like cooking where you see somebody pull something off and you're just like, okay, I can do that too. Happens to me all the time. I learned very quickly, um, that I am not great at all South Indian cooking. There are certain, there are certain things that I'm still like pretty trash at. You just have to understand your skill level and try to get better at it. And it has nothing to do with you know, me getting the measurements right, it has a lot to do with me understanding the product itself, understanding what's going on. And that is what I love about natural wine. Natural wine to me feels like somebody is making, you know, um, a sauce from, from basically their mind. Somebody is putting their heart and soul into a product, um, taking a look at it every day and making some decisions uh, without, without kind of, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to say it's a crutch. Obviously it's not. That's a, that's a whole other skill too, I guess, to, to have also aged wines and wines that aren't necessarily quote unquote natural. Um, but there's just something about to me that I, I really, really love, love that, uh, experience of how people make this particular wine. The other thing that I love about it is that, and this is a really cliche take on it because everyone says it, but sometimes when people say something over and over, it's because it's true. Natural wine feels alive. It really does. It, it, it changes its complete, um, flavor composition from sip to sip. And that to me is really exciting. I love the fact that you're not going to get bored from a bottle, a bottle that you really, really love. Um, and I, I, I do love that there's a certain kind of excitement in this kind of winemaking. Um, so let's, let's talk about Scotty Boy. Scotty Boy, I, the first Scotty Boy wine I tried was, uh, Super Blush. And so, uh, I tried a glass of it at the end of my night and I just was not ready for like, basically like a warhead in a glass. You know what I mean? It was just super bright, uh, tart and alive and just had a lot going on. And I could tell that this was like a very, very, very good wine. 
that I would be into if I didn't end my night with it. So I tried it again the next day and I was like, okay, okay, I I see what we're doing here. I'm very into this. And so I started basically trying everything I can from Scotty Boy. So Scotty Boy is made from a winemaker named Scott Sampler. Um, he's from the very little research I've done. It seems like he's like a pretty, pretty skilled person. He's done a lot of things in his life. He's also launched, uh, the Central Coast Group Project, CCGP in 2012. Um, and he makes, you know, a lot of aged wines there. And then Scotty Boy is an offshoot. That's like his kind of natural wine offshoot. It's um, essentially something that is fermented way, you know, in a shorter span. And it's also something that you're supposed to essentially drink pretty quickly from when you get it. Like you're you're not trying to age this bottle. But I don't know. This is, this is the, this is what I'm getting from it. This is from the research I've done. But, you know, anybody here making natural wine wants to correct me, go ahead. Like, I'm not going to feel any type of way about it. I'm letting you know what I have learned. So, um, this particular wine is, I believe they're from, this is part of the Santa Barbara crew. There's like a lot going on in Santa Barbara, I feel. Um, yeah, 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 Santa Barbara. So this is called El Sandwich. I said I wouldn't do it, and then I did it. Did y'all catch that? Yeah. Um, essentially, it's fermented. It's a carbonic fermentation. So essentially, um, letting the grapes kind of get all pop rocky, meaning you're letting the wild yeast um, settle on the skins of the grapes. Um, and they essentially start getting the grapes super fizzy. Uh, it says fermented for 27 days and then it's settled for seven months. So, so it really is like a young wine. Um, it's, you know, unfiltered and basically nothing added. That's, that's the, um, kind of motto of the Scotty Boy offshoot is essentially that that they're not adding anything to, to these wines. Um, 13.5% ABV and only 354 cases. And I feel like I've at least been responsible for one of those cases, which th- when you see the number 354 and then you think about how many times you've bought a bottle, like, <laughs> just, it just puts things into perspective, I guess, for me. Um, this particular wine, I loved from the very beginning. And what I loved from it is that it really is a journey from glass to glass. So it's it's a mix of Chardonnay and Pinot Noir grapes. I guess that's why it's kind of like a sandwich. Um it says on the label Burgundy Sando. Also, what I love about Scotty Boy, just as a brand itself, is the labels are so unique. And I, I think some of the best, like, uh, the reason why I picked up the bottle is because I was like, I feel like cool people drink this. Um, but it didn't feel put on. 
it felt it felt unique in in the way that they were presenting themselves. Um we were going we were going into the glasses. Okay. Yes. So I want to say the first taste that you're going to have is it's it's almost um bitter but not in a bad way. It's bitter and olivey. Like it it tastes like almost like a really briny martini. It almost tastes a little bit like an oyster. And then as you drink it, it gets juicier and it gets super gushy. Like, I mean, it gets, it, it softens a bit. Why? Probably because it's like opened up, right? Um, but it, it starts to get more rounded as you go. Um, and each, and maybe it's also that you're getting drunker, but like literally every glass is smoother and smoother. Um, it is, it is something that, I love having, so I I have a supper club that I do every week called Wine Wednesday, and it's it's obviously about wines, and everybody has to bring a bottle of wine. This is a bottle that I try to have on hand, or it is um, put in a punch I make, which is called Winerade. Listen, everything blasphemous that you're not supposed to do with wine, I basically do with wine. Um... So you take, you take whatever you need to from those sentences. Um, but it is, it is in the rotation. Uh, I love it with food. I think it does super well. Um, especially when it's like your first, your first few glasses. Uh, and I think, I think maybe you could say that with a lot of the Scotty Boy products. I, I like when, when I'm dealing with something that feels really unfiltered, um, and just has that, that natural fizz to it. I like starting a meal that way. I do. I, I don't know if this makes me kind of like boring as a wine drinker, but I still love to end my night with something real deep, real dank, real red. And this isn't it, but this will start your party. Um, and it'll, It'll start your party, I think, your dinner party, that is. Um, and I, in a, in a pretty exciting way. This is also great with your appetizer, something that has a lot of brine with it. Like, I do think, especially once we get into the winter time of it all, oysters and Scotty Boy, like, that's a match made in heaven. It does have a sandwich on the label. I was thinking about, okay, so if I was going to have a sandwich with a Scotty Boy Bell sandwich. I think I would have to do muffalata. Do you say muffalata or muffalata? I've heard it both ways. Somebody from New Orleans, let me know. Um, maybe it's because you've got the olive tapenade in there, um, and you've got so many layers to it that I feel like that's that's exactly the kind of thing you want to eat with this kind of wine. You want something that is going to take on those layers. Um, I think with a lot of wine pairing, it's traditionally uh, a lot about like, okay, so you want to offset those flavors. I think that's a totally, obviously, fine way to go. I also like trying to mash the flavors in the food. I, I like trying to see if we can do parallels with the food I'm eating and the wine I'm drinking. Um, 
I don't know. I like, I like that symmetry. I also think it would be great with like a, like a leftover Thanksgiving sandwich. Like if you got a shit ton of cranberry, you just want something tart. You want something tart in that sandwich. So like, you know, if you're, if you've got some really acidic tomatoes, then you could do your whole burrata tomato caprese situation. But like, the one, the one thing I take umbrage is, I don't, it has, um, and I think it's because it like looks great. It looks great. It kind of like almost looks like a 19, early 1990s like rap album, but like they have just a sandwich and it just looks like it's a ham sandwich on the bottle. I wouldn't go straight ham. Like, I don't think that's how you do it. If you are, like, at least it's got to be mortadella. You know what I mean? Like, get some pistachios in there. Give me some zing. But please don't hand me a sandwich filled with ham, two slices, and a Scotty Boy glass. Like, I'll take the glass, but I'm going to leave your sandwich also because that sandwich sounds like kind of trash, right? Two pieces of bread and this this feels like this is this is a... Not a sandwich. This is barely a sandwich. Technically, it's a sandwich. And I get it. Like, you're trying to, you're trying to basically take a picture for a label. I've done, I've done a little bit of food styling and you, you, anytime you make some of the best stuff, it looks the worst on camera because it's got layers and you're like, oh, you know, this is going to look so cool on camera. And a lot of times you're like, ugh, this looks like a mess. So I get it. I get it for, the label, you got to go simple. Lots of ham, artfully layered on top of each other, two pieces of bread. But I'm just telling you right now, if you hand me that sandwich, I am throwing that sandwich at you and taking the bottle and leaving you alone. I don't know what scenario that would be. I'm just saying, like, let's not do that. Um, but yeah, that is that is how I would go. Go, go with something really tart. You can do a sandwich, just make sure you've got something um, that has sour notes in it and that really kind of picks up on all of that that juicy, um, a little bit briny taste that you get. I love, th- I love that this doesn't feel like a smooth wine. It does feel like a wine that you want to be present for. So that's also another reason why you want to start your night there. You know, this is a wine that reminds me of uh, one of the best things I had when I was first starting out professionally cooking, I was staging in Dallas and, you know, kind of line adjacent. Sometimes I'd be able to work the line, but essentially um, there was a dish with spicy greens. And I thought like they just didn't want to tell me what the greens were. I didn't realize like spicy greens was its like own kind of category. Uh, I think there was like some mizuna in there on this plate, just dressed simply with some like lemon, maybe some olive oil, but I think it was like straight up lemon. Um, and then on top of them, Portuguese sardines. And I had never had Portuguese sardines, uh, or understood that you could just kind of sort of serve it like that. And it, that plate changed my life. That plate is when I was like, Oh, Oh, I want to get into this food shit and I want to get into this local shit, you know. I want to I want to make a plate of food that changes somebody's brain chemistry. 
this wine kind of reminds me of feeling like that. So, I don't know. Get into it. There's 354 cases. Maybe there's probably way less than that. But I highly suggest going to the website, looking up where you can get a bottle of this. Make a sandwich with more than ham and bread for someone you really like. Bring over this bottle. Make sure it's chilled. You know, natural wines, not all of them, but most of them, yeah, chill it. Like, I I think (laughs) having a warm glass of this is, it's a bridge too far. You know what I mean? Um, but it is, it is something that you are going to just have a really nice and exciting meal with this wine. I think, I think that's my review. Um, I don't, I don't really know if I can give this any higher phrase, uh, praise. I was going to say phrase. This is how you know, like I, I haven't podcasted in like maybe three months. I want to say a quarter. I'm a little nervous because <laughs> it's, it's like the first one you kind of have to figure out like, okay, can I still ride this bicycle? But anyways, I, th- I think we're all done here. Um, thank you so much for listening. Um, I'm really excited because I am actually lining up some really fun interviews with some winemakers and people um, doing some really cool things in this industry that is food and wine coming up. And of course, so every Monday uh, drops another newsletter once a month for the free subscribers every week for paid subscribers. Um, so please take a look, follow sick palette on Instagram and, um, tell your friends, tell your friends that there is a chef that just won't shut the fuck up. This is happening every week. Get into it. All right. I will talk to you guys next week. I'm ending this. I'm ending this right now.